You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. It's February, Wednesday, the 16th. We're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord, do a morning devotion. Then we come down to the station here, uh, studio, and read the chapter on the air. Studios in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. Just a good time today. I have with me a young fellow. How are you doing, sir? What's your name? My name is Isaac. I'm young. I'm a fellow, and I'm doing good. And you're Eberts. Yes. I'm going to say it right all day today. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I know. You're kind, but I still like to pronounce your name, at least especially since you're related yep. to me. I warned Hannah. In a roundabout way. I warned <laughs> Hannah, my fiance, and I said, people are going to mispronounce our last name for the yeah. rest of our lives. Yeah. Be, it, ha- it happens with me prepared. with Stahlbaum. It, really? You know. What do people say? Oh, different things. You yeah. know, the, usually they just forget that it's Stahlbaum and then yeah. call me Dolly Bomber or <laughs> something. You know, delayed explosion was what a teacher called me. Oh, my Stall God. bomb. Uh-huh. Delayed explosion. Pretty yeah. clever. It was. It's a bit of a clever. stretch. but bit of a stretch. But <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I think, a knock on yeah. my attitude. Yeah. But anyway, we're glad you guys are here today, and we're going to be getting into the third chapter of Ruth here in just a minute. All this week, we've been doing this little book called Ruth, Beautiful Picture of Redemption. And so uh, talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But uh, Isaac's going to tell you how to get involved in the program. Of course, um, download our East Coast app on uh, Apple, Android, whatever device you have. It'll have all of our information about our church, East Coast Christian Center. It'll have our upcoming events, um, our past sermons from here at East Coast, and of course, Morning Breath episodes, our chapter list, so you can stay plugged in with Morning Breath on our app. Or you can go to our website at eccc.us. All of that information is also on there. And uh, also, you can call our church offices at 321-452-1060, and um, we can, uh, our team here at East Coast can help mail you or email you with any information you might need. And also, just follow us on social media. That is also one of the best places you can uh, stay up to date with what's happening here at East Coast. Just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Amen. I'm going to have you be doing something, Nick, while we're doing the program today. If you could get your phone and go to Blue Letter Bible and look up verse 4 of uh, Ruth 3 and go to the, uh, like, you know, uh, maybe just like a Bible reference book of some sort, a commentary of some sort there on that verse. And uh, we're going to ask you a couple of questions about it here in a minute. And that's one of the ways out there you guys can study, too. Sometimes when I'm kind of trying to figure out a verse and what it's talking about, uh, I will look and see what uh, commentators have said, uh, you know, across uh, history. And, um, you know, Matthew's commentary or something like that, there's a, there's a lot of them out there. And uh, I've got one called uh, The Hardest Verses in the Bible, hmm. and it picks, like, the one the most difficult to understand verses in the Bible yeah. and has some commentary on it. I, I I look on, I look at it to see if the verse is included in that, because uh, a lot of times when I have a question about it, I'm not the only one. A lot of people have questioned yeah. about it. So anyway, that's that's, cool. what, that's one of the things I do, and Nick will be ready to do that in just a minute. We got a couple things going on. We want to tell you about. You want to take the first one or the second one? 
I'll take the second one. Okay. <laughs> There's a leadership training that started this month on the 3rd. It's going to continue on the 17th. It's on Thursday night, 7 to 10, doing it through East Coast Christian University. And it's free. And if you go on and sign up, that we'll give you a link to go back to see the first one. But it's a, some incredible leadership training that would really help you. Uh, basically, 12 hours of leadership training if you do the whole thing. And so if you're wanting to be a better leader, we all lead. At the very least, we lead ourselves, but we all lead in our lives. Moms, dads, students, everybody leads. So if you'd like to be a better leader, that would be a way to do it. Of course, and I I wanted the second one just because this is fun. We're having a Bunko brunch this Saturday. For women. Yes, for women. It doesn't say that on my paper. I know, but I wanted to clarify because I didn't want you going. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does look exciting, So, but if you are a woman... (laughs) Bunko Brunch this Saturday at our Coco campus. It'll be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And this is not just a one-time thing. This happens every third week of the month, every third Saturday. And there's child care. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a big deal. You Free know, mom, Yeah, you can go, and even if you fall asleep and take a nap, it's still <laughs> you can still go. So, it's yeah, cool. It looks absolutely. like a fun event out at Coco this Saturday, the 19th. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Anyway, so let's uh, read chapter 3 of okay. Ruth. We have 18 verses, so I'm just going to take the first nine, let you take the last nine. Sounds good. And we'll go from there. You're reading the NLT. I am. I'm reading the New King James. Okay, sounds good. I say unto you, read, sir. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies. And you shall go in, uncover his feet, lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that you you say to me, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did, according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and there a woman was lying at his feet. He said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. The Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before, for you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Now don't worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary, for everyone in town knows you are a virtuous woman. But while it is true that I am one of your family redeemers, there is another man who is more closely related to you than I am. Stay here tonight, and in the morning I will talk to him. If he is willing to redeem you, very well. Let him marry you. But if he is not willing, then as surely as the Lord lives, I will redeem you myself. Now lie down here until morning. So Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until the morning, but she got up before it was light enough for people to recognize each other. For Boaz had said, No one must know that a woman was here at the threshing floor. Then Boaz said to her, Bring your cloak and spread it out. He measured six scoops of barley into the cloak and placed it on her back. Then he returned to the town. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, What happened, my daughter? 
Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her, and she added, he gave me six scoops of barley and said, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. Amen. So, Nick, uh, in Blue Letter Bible, verse 3, do you have any commentary on it there, what it says? Why, why would she go in? seems to me that it's almost uh, some sort of a ritual or some sign of humility, maybe a custom during that day and age, uh, of, of a way to ask a kinsman redeemer or a near relative to redeem you. Is there anything in there like that you can see? Um, no ums allowed. Just just have to say like real words. Okay. Use your words, Nick. There are a lot of. There are different... lots of them. What about the Matthew Henry one? Go to Matthew Henry. Oh. To the right there, just to the right, up a little higher. Uh, that Matthew Henry, hit it. Okay, yeah. That's... You're looking. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit. You look and do a little research, and you're gonna have to give us a little book report when you when you get done. Okay. So okay. you be reading, and we'll talk about some other things. First of all, in chapter 1, again, we're dealing with Ruth, who is a Moabitess, meaning she's from another country. She's probably a much darker complected than the Israelites, so Mm. she stands out in Mm. the way she looks. But she also stands out in that she's in a culture, and with the people, she doesn't know all the kind of rules and and Mm. regulations, especially when you go to Judaism, because Judaism had, you know, a few, there were a lot of rules so that you would see how much you need Jesus. Anyway, long <laughs> yeah. story short. And uh, so she is like, she's with her mother-in-law. She is really a trusting uh, person that she, she says, what, what, what do you want me to do? I'll do it, whatever it is. And her mother-in-law gives her this instruction. And I don't know if, if somebody said to me, that this is what I want you to do. Now, mm-hmm. I get wait till he's done eating and drinking so mm-hmm. he's in a happy mood. I get I should put my perfume on, anoint myself, wear mm-hmm. my best outfit. All that seemed to make a lot of sense until we get to the place that I'm supposed to sneak in there, uncover his feet, and lay down at his feet and cover myself up with the garment he's covered himself with. That would have been a little different for me mm-hmm. but yet she doesn't question that she says all that verse five all that you say to me i will do in verse six and she went down to the wrestling floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her yeah so and it was her mother-in-law yeah right which is i feel like sometimes mother-in-laws can get a bad rap maybe oh yeah in today's absolutely culture. absolutely and so not her mother her father but her mother-in-law right and so that was another level where she still even if it was her mother-in-law she still respected and didn't question i think that's amazing i do too i just noticed that it's very valuable that that we learn i think in the situations where we're under spiritual authority and in this case uh, naomi would have been her spiritual authority in in some ways but not in every way. So you don't have to obey your mother-in-law. Uh, what I think makes it more powerful, Isaac, and, and you mm-hmm. brought that up, mm-hmm. is that she's actually doing it out of free will. Mm. She wants to. Yeah. She wants to do the right thing, and she acknowledge, she's acknowledging that you know this. You know what to do better than I do, 
And so I'm going to get advice from someone. One of the things that bug that bugs me, and I think it bugs men in general, is if another man comes up to you and asks for advice. Now, if you just volunteer it, all bets are off. But if another man comes up and asks you for advice and you give it to him and then they don't take it. Yeah. That's kind of like, well, don't bother asking me again. Yeah. You know, especially if it turns out bad, you're like, yeah, you get what they, you deserve, which is a bad thought. But, you know, you look at that and go, man, she was an incredible, incredible girl. And even Boaz, when this happens, makes this statement in verse 10. He says, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you've shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning. I'd like you to read it from the New Living in verse 10. I think it sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's saying in verse 10 in the NLT translation, it says, the Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before. Yeah. And then it says, for you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Yeah. And so family loyalty here, he is, he, I guess he maybe realizes that she's actually doing what Naomi told her, Mm -hmm. that she's coming to someone who is a near relative that can redeem her and not chasing, you know, some young guy or rich guy or anything like that. Nick, did you come up with anything? They have anything to say about that laying down at their feet? No. Nothing, huh? Nothing yet. What about Chuck Smith? He's the top one on the left. See what he's got to say. Anyway, um, it just seems to me like a little bit of a different ritual, doesn't yeah, it? it oh, is. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. And also, because of the obedience, we ended up with King David. Oh, absolutely. We'll learn about that later. Yeah, that's um, tomorrow's chapter. But imagine if Ruth did not obey, quote-unquote, or did not listen, um, you know, history would be changed forever just just from simple obedience. I mean, there's a song we sing at TNT, and I believe the lyrics go along something along the lines of simple obedience changes history, Mm. Um, and that's true. I mean, you you don't have to obey in massive ways to make a difference. I mean, you can just obey in one single action, just like Ruth did, and it'll totally change the course of history that you might not even see until tens of of years and hundreds of years, thousands of years down the road. That's right. You know, there's a. I never saw the movie, so don't throw rocks at me. Um, <laughs> anybody out there that maybe saw the movie and thought it was bad, but there's a movie called Butterfly Effect, and uh, it has a strange kind of picture in this butterfly in a guy's face. Uh, that's all I remember of it. But the the premise of the bubber, butterfly effect is that when a butterfly flaps its wings. They're very light creatures, and you not dis- there would not be a discernible breeze of a butterfly going by you as it as it flit. But there is enough of a displacement of air to lift the butterfly, hmm. and so the butterfly's wing does create a little puff of wind. And so they talk about that going back to that small step of obedience hmm. that butterflies, you know, wing maybe was a tornado a thousand miles from here mm-hmm. and and what the effect of a small thing can have as it grows yeah. and gets bigger and bigger and wow. i think you know we could all look back at our lives um you're soon to be married mm-hmm. um yeah two days i was gonna say that's pretty <laughs> soon nick's recently married and you guys can probably go back to a moment when one when one small thing about 
your relationships and how they developed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for me, it was a blind date. Um, for you guys, I don't know what, but this simple step of spending an hour of my life changed the course of my life yeah. wow. in a huge way. Yeah, And so it's very real and why small obedience is, is important, simple obedience, we could put it that way. But it's not always doing right in the big things. It's doing right in the small things and doing them when not everybody's watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, and doing it right. I mean, she she could have thrown himself herself at Boaz's head, mm-hmm. but instead she lays quietly at his feet and doesn't even disturb him when she lays down. It's such a such a quiet thing. You got yeah. something, Nick? I think so. Okay, what do you got? Ooh. All right. So, um, the I don't want to actually get his name. No, I don't have to get his <laughs> name. Chuck Smith. No, it's not Chuck Smith. Okay. But basically, what they're saying is when. The, the idea of going and Ruth going and laying at uh, Boaz's feet um, is is like a, a say it. I'm just trying to just read it then. Okay, quit saying ah, stop I it. I can't see the computer from that far. Uncover his feet and lie down at the appropriate time. Naomi instructed Ruth to go in, uncover his feet, and lie down. Some might think this was a proactive, provocative, provocative gesture. Yeah, as if Ruth was told to provocatively offer herself sexually to Boaz. This was not how this gesture was understood in that day. In that culture of the di- of that day, this would, uh, was understood as an act of total submission. That's what I thought. Wow. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So basically, uh, Naomi was asking Ruth to Submit humble herself, herself yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in a submissive way. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, if she was sexually trying to approach him, uh, she would have laid by his side, mm-hmm. you know, laid yeah. under his arm or mm-hmm. laid in his arms or any yeah. of the other things you could think of that way. Yeah. Um, well, but when you see her character, because yeah, it says yeah, in definitely. verse uh, or verse ten that she didn't go after a younger man who she could have. Yep. And so she's not only going after an older man, but she's also humbling herself and not going after him in a provocative way. So now you know you just have a whole bunch of levels of respect uh, for herself and for. Um, Boaz and for everyone that Ruth, um, you know, is is not doing what's easy or not doing what's quote appealing, mm. but she's making the hard decisions yeah. and the right decisions, and I think that is a very good lesson. I mean, that's because what in her situation, how easy would it have been to go after a younger man who was more attractive or um, richer? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that would have been quote easier yes but it would have led to the wrong decision oh oh my gosh yes you know when you look at this too there's a lot of really cool things in here every time boaz has an encounter with her he meets her physical needs Hmm. um gave her you know the when he she was gleaning from the fields he was very generous to her shared his lunch with her all that kind of stuff. But even here, he sends her away with six scoops of barley. And it's it's a lot because it says he laid it on her back. I noticed that. Yeah. And, you know, if it's if it was a, a quart, she would have taken it in her hand. Hmm. Even a gallon, she could have easily carried two gallons home in her hand. Mm-hmm. But it was laid on her back. So it could have been, some say, as much as two bushels wow. of, uh, of grain. And I just think, you know, food insecurity we take for granted, most of us, 
because most of us aren't food insecure, meaning that basically means that we're not sure what we're going to eat or if we'll have enough to eat. The last time I can remember food insecurity is when I moved to Colorado. I was uh, 20 years old and I was now supporting myself. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a refrigerator at home to raid. And I actually, when I got to Colorado, I was a carpenter, but there, there was a crash and no mm. carpenters were hardly working. Wow. And so I was trying to figure out how to make ends meet. I actually took a job mowing uh, for a company that was mowing grass. And uh, I would buy, you could buy then five pot pies. You know what a pot pie is? Say, yeah, figures. It's like a little <laughs> pie about, now they're about three inches across. Then they were about five inches. That's how they sell you things for the same money. You know, they just keep getting smaller uh -huh. and smaller. Someday they'll be the size of a pea. How do you spell that? Pot pie? P-O-T. Pot, pot, pot pie. pie. Huh. And it would be something that uh, would be like a chicken and carrots and uh, peas okay. in, a, in a thick gravy uh -huh. in a little pie. And you mm. could buy them five for a dollar. Wow. And I would buy enough to eat two pot pies every night oh. and a bottle of hot sauce. Look, he's got them up on the screen. There's a little oh. pot pies. And so I'm going to probably get made fun of now for not you, knowing what a pot pie you is. You can make, Mixed like my sense. wife makes an incredible uh, chicken pot pie now, but she makes it like a oh. big pie and it's delicious. Mm -hmm. But these were not delicious, but I could not afford to buy much more. Pot yeah. pies are the ramen soup. Of yesterday. I was just about to yeah. ask you if yeah. this is the equivalent. That's the ramen soup of yesterday. And it's kind of a scary thing mm -hmm. when you don't yeah. know where you're, for sure where your next meal's coming from. Yeah. And not only was he, you know, going to do just this act of redemption for her, mm -hmm. but he was also made sure to give her hope, meet her daily needs, give yeah. her security, and not only him— but Naomi too. That's so good, and it was more than enough. I when, yeah, because we the way we do morning breath is we read it usually the night before. Yeah, and we don't have any notes. I don't have any notes on my paper here. Don't right. have anything. But I was reading in a. It was kind of like a study Bible, and it basically examined the verse when it talked about the six scoops, and it said it was more than enough. Mm, I like it, which was very interesting to me because Boaz didn't have to do that. He could have given enough. Yeah, you know, just enough to. Yep to feed them and meet their needs just, you know, right at the, maybe the status quo or whatever that might be. But he didn't do that. He gave more than enough. So he was generous when he didn't have to be. And I just noticed that of just, what does that look like for us to be generous? It's even good. when we don't have to be generous, good. we still choose generosity like Boaz did. You know, it, it actually, I read one thing I read on it was, uh, it was a two week supply for her wow. and Naomi. That's incredible. And you know, we could learn a lot by that, Isaac, is we, when we're called to help somebody, that we might not just do enough, but do more than enough. That's good. We're gonna take a break, we'll be back in a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age 
or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. I just want to share this little bit here about um, Boaz says, hey, go home and I'm going to go do this, but I want you to know that there's somebody who's got a right to you above mine. Hmm. And so I want to make sure they don't want to redeem you first. And Boaz, it does, it's in chapter 4, and I might go into that. But when you think about Jesus, who redeemed us, he had to redeem us over someone who had a right to us. Wow. Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Adam had bowed his knee to the God of this world. Satan had become the God of this world. Uh, Adam had given him power and authority. And so Jesus had to come and take that back from somebody who had greater authority, and the only way he could do it 
was to become a man so that he had the same authority that God gave all men Mm -hmm. on the earth, and he could take that authority back from Satan. In fact, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. And so Jesus, it's just there's so many similarities in this chapter, and we haven't really talked about Jesus much, you know, and what we've been talking about here, all talking around him and mm-hmm. his kingdom. But this is a picture of Jesus willing to do and go to whatever extreme, which we know what Jesus did was super extreme, to become a yeah. man, to die on the cross for us, raised from the dead to redeem us in yeah. our lives from destruction. That's incredible. I love the parallels so much. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. Well, we're going to see you guys. Have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you, Isaac. See you, Pastor Dan. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.